it's the credit guy from the store. And he asks you, hey, do you have my money? You kind of start to sweat and fidget a little bit, and he sees that you're nervous. And he reassures you, you know, you know what, it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry, don't worry about it. I don't need it now, take your time. And he walks off. And every month he shows up, and he just asks for a minimum payment of 25. You know what, I know you don't have all the money, I'm not going to force you to pay the whole 3000 right now. Just pay me the $25 and I'll be on my way. And that's a good deal for you. So sometimes you have the money for him. Sometimes you don't. But each time he is happy to walk away and just says, you know what? I'll just I'll just put it on to the next bill. Don't worry about it. It'll be OK. And each time you're happy, you are given more time. Now this happens for 12 months straight and you're getting ready to go shopping again. And as you're trying to get your money together, he appears and he hands you a bill. After 12 months of paying only $25, your $3,000 credit line and bill due is $3,503.87. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in My Mom's Favorite Christian Financial Advisor. As always, make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time that we release new episodes. And be sure to like and comment on this episode. It really helps with the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes for you. And as you notice, I'm a little under the weather. I've been fighting a cold for the past couple of days, so please bear with me. But we are still in the holiday season. So if you caught our latest episode, we talked about the predatorial marketing these companies have come up with to ensure that you spend and and not just your money now, but your future cash flows as well. So they don't just want you to be broke. They want you to be in debt as well. You know, we touched on the buy now, pay later phenomenon that spiked during the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales following Thanksgiving. But You know us, we don't like to tell you problems without offering solutions. So today, we want to give you our top three tips on getting out of your shopping spree debt, if you're in it at all. Because if you listened to our show and avoided this, consider yourself blessed. If not, that is okay. We live, we learn, and we get better. There's a saying, if you learn, but you don't change your behavior, then you never really learned in the first place. So Don't just take these tips and tell your friends that you know them. Use them to change your behavior and become more conscious around your spending so you can get out and stay out of debt. And if you are out of debt, as I said before, never go back, right? So we live, we learn, we get better, and we never go back. So according to an article by CNBC, there are a few things you need to know about spending this holiday season. One, so far this November, consumers have spent over $107.7 billion online, which is up nearly 10% from last year. To make their holiday purchases, more shoppers are relying heavily on credit cards and buy now, pay later plans, which we talked about earlier and on another show. 
and experts say it's not too late to avoid falling deeper in debt. Now with Christmas right around the corner and more marketing being pushed out, it may be hard to avoid spending more money on that one item you always wanted. Now it says shoppers are continuing to spend despite inflation and economic headwinds, said Tom McGee, president and CEO of ICSC, the largest trade association for the retail real estate industry. As high prices continue to weigh on most households' financial standings, more shoppers are relying heavily on credit cards and flexible payment plans to make their purchases. Now, this is a recipe for disaster. One thing I want to incorporate into this show is to give you an illustration on how this stuff really works in real life so you see how manipulative all of this is. So I want you to take a second and I want you to imagine that you have $1,000 in your pocket. You have the intention on buying Christmas gifts for your family. You have the tree, you have the decorations, and all you need is the gifts to go underneath. Your entire family has been great this year. Your children have been excellent parents, your grandchildren are doing well in school, and you want to make sure that they are rewarded for their hard work. You have successfully filled your basket with everything you intended to buy, but as you make your way back to the register, you see an ad and it feels as if it is talking directly to your daughter. It reads, have you been a hardworking mother? Do you drive your kids to school, pick them up and work a full-time job? Sometimes that can get overwhelming. What if I told you you have a device that you can wear for only 10 minutes and it resets your mind and body as if you just slept for five hours? Great for parents who are waiting in car lines. And the best thing is, you don't have to take your eyes off of the road. It works even while you are. Normally $1,500, but today it is only $1,000. And if you buy it now, you are eligible to receive a mail-in rebate of $500, taking your price down to only $499. Special payment plans available at checkout. Now you're blown away, but you had your $1,000, you spent it, and you were done. But this ad is just so great. And you remember, ah, oh man, I only have $1,000. So you get to the register and the cashier says, hey, do you want this device? Did you see our ad? And you go, yeah, I saw it. Um, I don't know, right? So you softly say, you know what? I can't afford it. And 10 to 15 people walk out from the back and stand right in front of you. All of them have these name tags, bank one, bank two, bank three, credit card one, two, and three, store credit card one, two, and three, and on and on and on. And each one is telling you, hey, if you want it, I'll get it for you. Each shows you a handful of money. Some are offering $200 towards your purchase, some as much as $3,000, and point to other things you can buy if you want. And if you're like many Americans, what do you do? You take the offer with the most money. Am I right? And what happens? You walk out happy because not only were you able to get one for your daughter, you're also able to get one for your son and his wife. You are super excited. This will be the best Christmas ever, and it is. Everybody goes home happy. Now, one month passes and you hear a knock at the door. It's the credit guy from the store. And he asks you, hey, do you have my money? He kind of start to sweat and fidget a little bit and he sees that you're nervous and he reassures you you know you know what it's okay it's okay don't worry don't worry about it i don't need it now take your time and he walks off and every month he shows up and 
he just asked for a minimum payment of $25. You know what? I know you don't have all the money. I'm not going to force you to pay the whole $3,000 right now. Just pay me the $25 and I'll be on my way. And that's a good deal for you. So sometimes you have the money for him. Sometimes you don't. But each time he is happy to walk away and just says, you know what? I'll just I'll just put it on to the next bill. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. And each time you're happy, you are given more time. Now this happens for 12 months straight and you're getting ready to go shopping again. And as you're trying to get your money together, he appears and he hands you a bill. After 12 months of paying only $25, your $3,000 credit line and bill due is $3,503.87. You are shocked. You said, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. How can this be? I paid you at least, I mean, I paid you $25 for 12 months. I mean, I paid you at least $300 worth of payments. That that has to be something. How is my bill $3,503.87? And the woman from the credit card company says, yes, you are right. But your credit card has an interest rate charge of 25% APR. You didn't read the fine print? What fine print? This fine print. And she pulls out this huge book with over a thousand pages, right? And the lady asked her, well, so you're telling me that I have paid you $300 and I still owe you $3,500? Yep. That means I'm giving you $800 extra and I don't get any more stuff? Yep. This is outrageous. How could you do this? Well, well, you wanted it and I was there. You promised to pay me. You have a gift, don't you? You enjoyed Christmas, didn't you? Everyone loves you, don't they? You are the grandparent of the year, aren't you? Well, all of that stuff isn't free. I mean, I didn't get any of those thank yous and those hugs and those kisses. You know, they cost. And in your case, it only cost you $800. That's a great deal, isn't it? Well, I would have been better just rearranging my gifts and putting it into my budget, wouldn't I? Oh, yeah, but you wouldn't have got all those hugs and kisses and all those other things, right? Yeah, I would have gotten those. Those are free. I don't have to pay for those. Exactly. But since you need the money now, technically, you do have to pay. So um, I'm going to need my money as soon as possible or this number is just going to keep going up and up. And you start thinking to yourself, not only... Do you not have more stuff? You don't have $2,803.87 that could have went to something else. Now it's going to a bill for Christmas a year ago that everybody has forgotten about. Okay, so you basically spent 3.8 Christmases worth of money in one shopping trip because of credit. Happy holidays. Now, you see how dangerous it sounds now. And millions of shoppers are doing this. So here are my tips to save yourself because I don't want this to happen to you. And this isn't just happening during the holidays. We do this day to day with the things we purchase on credit that we don't have the money for and don't check the interest rate charges for using that money if we don't pay the balance in full at the end of the month. We lose more of our net worth without getting anything extra. And we wonder why our life is not improving, but getting worse because of the things that we have don't match the money we think we spent for the lifestyle that we currently live in. 
But with annual percentage rates close to 20% or even 30% on some retail cards, credit card debt can take years to pay off. While buy now, pay later often promises zero interest, studies have also shown that installment buying could encourage consumers to spend more than they can afford. Last year, more than half of the shoppers made a purchase with buy now and pay later that they couldn't pay off, according to a survey from Oxygen, an online-only bank. This year, Americans are on track to fall even deeper in debt. So here are some of my tips. I want you to ditch the credit cards. I know we love our points, so if you just have to, just have to, make sure you make payments from your debit card as soon as you make a purchase. So if you make a $500 purchase with your credit card, take the money from your debit card and make the payment on the spot. When you start to see your debit balances go down, I think that will make you more aware of your spending. It may not stop you from overspending, but it may stop you from going too far, especially when you start to see it dwindle from what it was earlier that day before you start paying all your bills. So number two, I want you to have a strategy. I want you to make sure that you allocate the right amount of funds and even have a budget. Having a budget doesn't mean you love someone less. It may mean that you love them more because you really have to think about what you want to buy them because you want the most out of your dollar instead of trying to buy the most expensive thing you see. Number three, talk to your family. Find out if there is a limit everyone is comfortable with. You might not have to buy that $1,000 brain scanner. Maybe they feel that $200 for adults is more than enough. Now you save $800 by just communicating. Or maybe they don't even want a gift, but to give to their favorite charity or church. I think that is an excellent idea as well. Instead of buying me something I may or may not like, donate to my favorite cause. If you're an animal lover, getting the family together to donate $500 to the local shelter can go a long way, emotionally and spiritually. The point is to make sure that you don't waste money guessing what you're going to do this holiday season. There are predators out there ready to lend you money because you didn't prepare. Don't let this happen to you. Let's put our egos to the side and speak up. Because if we don't pay for it on the front end, we may fall victim to it on the back end. Well, I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, to comment, and to share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. And as a thank you, we have a special gift for you. If you need help building your financial plan or want a Christian financial advisor to help you be a better steward of God's wealth, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. Well, I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. 
Elijah and Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.